and they cried out, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Good morning, Christian America. Friends, today when we get into scripture, we're going to be covering uh, the Gospel of Mark chapter 11. We're starting today in chapter 11 the, at the very beginning. Jesus is entering the city. The king is coming to Jerusalem and he does so in a fashion that has been prophesied well before that. They were expecting the king to come in the manner in which he came. He came in, in the manner in which they expected he is the Messiah. He is the Savior. Let's get into the Word of God today so that you can read it, you can see it, you can hear it, and hopefully you can understand it just a little bit better today. Good morning, Christian America. All right, good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across this nation. It's so important that we revitalize the Christian faith across this nation because without the faith, without righteousness, we can never be moral, and without morality, we can't have a society worth saving. And it's in that order that we need to we, we need to find ourselves a part of 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 knowing, recommending, seeing, and contributing to the solution. And it starts with God. It starts at the very beginning. It starts with the creation of man. It, it, it starts with God and the creation of everything, man and women and um, male and female, and the two become one flesh. And the lessons that God provides us from the very beginning of Genesis. It's, it's important that we understand because this is the cornerstone. This is the beginning. This is the foundation of everything that has been built on everything that is good. And without it, without God, there is nothing uh, that we would know to be good. Because how would we know? It would just be opinions, opinions of fallen men and women. It'd be opinions of regular old people. It'd be opinions that have been biased and have been skewed and have their own agendas behind them. There is no righteousness within ourselves. Righteousness can only be found in uh, in God. And so if we seek righteousness, if we seek to do uh, this deeds, if we seek what the secular world would call morality, it can only be grounded in God. And a failure to ground our morality in God is a failure of morality. Because again, then it becomes uh, simply opinion. And so it's important today uh, that we ground ourselves in the gospel, that we ground ourselves in righteousness. And righteousness, friends, is greater than morality. Morality is just something that's built on top of the righteousness. And righteousness can be found in Christ. And Christ is... One of the uh, one of the three um, triune, uh, uh, the, the Trinity that is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's important that we understand kind of these lessons. This you have you understand and we understand what we believe, why we believe it, and why it's so important. And failure to do so leads to the calamity and the destruction and division that we see today across our nation. So if you want to reverse that. If you want to get rid of the division, if you want to get if you want to get rid of and fix the calamity, friends, we have to revitalize our faith in our our faith in God within ourselves, revitalize the faith of of God 
uh, within our communities, within our families, within our households, within our communities, within the nation itself. And so that's our that's our goal. That's our mission here is to unite Christians, uh, reunite Christians with the faith, to revitalize the faith within the Christian American community. And that's what we do to you. Uh, we do for you here uh, this Monday. And this Monday, we're going to continue our journey through the Gospel of Mark. We've been working our way diligently through the Gospel of Mark. Well before that, we worked our way diligently through the Gospel of Matthew. And so today, we're going to uh, we're going to get into Mark chapter 11. Again, this is a point in time where Jesus has been involved in his ministry. He's been teaching lessons. He's been uh, rebuking the scribes. He's been rebuking the religious leaders. He's been teaching his followers. We, friends, we are his followers. We are his disciples, if we choose to be. Um, it's nice to say that we're Christians. It's nice to say that we believe in Christ. It's nice to say that when people ask you, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed because God is good. But faith requires a little bit more than that. Um, because if that were true, that all we had to do uh, was was be content in our, in our belief in Christ, then the apostles had no reason to get out and change the world the way they did. The apostles would have had no reason to get out and, and make disciples of all nations. They would have had no reason to be martyred, uh, the vast majority of them, for their faith, for speaking out. Um, so God tells us, he commands us, Jesus provides these words in text that we go make, or we go make disciples of all nations. And so, that's what we're trying to do here, friends, and we encourage you to do that. We do that by getting into the Word. And so in today's in today's scripture that we're going to come again, Jesus has been talking to his disciples. He's been leading them. He's been shepherding them. He's been providing insight on what the kingdom of heaven uh, will look like once they arrive. And he lets know prior to this that he's going to be turned over to uh, the Pharisees, to the elders, to the scribes, and the, the Son of Man will have to go endure torture. He will be put to death. He will be raised again. Peter rebukes Jesus, believe it or not. Jesus then rebukes him right back by calling, uh, by, by, by saying, get behind me, Satan. I, I must do these things. And now Jesus is making his way into Jerusalem. This is the beginning of be the end of his earthly ministry. This is when Jesus takes the steps back back home but he doesn't just do it like everyone else does right i mean everybody pretty much walked everywhere they would walk uh during this time and when it's time for passover and it's passover season and jesus would normally with his disciples walk back into jerusalem like everybody else but he does and let's get into the scripture so you can hear it, you can see it um, for yourself, you can read it for yourself, and then we'll discuss it a little bit afterward. Okay, so again, turn to your Bibles, the Gospel of Mark chapter 11, verse 1, uh, the entry into Jerusalem. Scripture says, when they drew near to Jerusalem and Bethphage and Bethany at the, at, at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village opposite you. And immediately on entering it, you will find a colt tethered on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone should say to you, why are you doing this? Reply, the master has need of it and will send it back here at once. 
So they went off. They found a colt tethered, tied, uh, tethered to the gate outside on the street, and they untied it. Some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing untying the colt? They answered them just as Jesus had told them to, and, and they permitted them to do it. So they brought the colt to Jesus, and they put their cloaks over it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut uh, from the fields. Those preceding him, as well as following, kept crying out, Osana, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of Father David that is to come Osana in the highest. He entered Jerusalem and temple area. He looked around at everything, and since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. So this may seem as a mundane kind of passage, like Jesus uh, kind of knowing what's going on without having been there sends his disciples ahead and says, hey, go get this colt uh, and bring it back to me. He's going to be untied, right? So first of all, there's just Jesus knowing everything and then, and being able to direct his disciples and, and give them exactly what to say. It's kind of a prelude to the uh, when the Holy Spirit comes down on the disciples uh, on the day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit and Jesus tells his disciples, Disciples, when the time comes, don't worry about what to say. I will uh, the, speak through you, through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. This is also a, a throwback to Moses. Remember, Moses didn't want to speak to Pharaoh because he had a speech impediment. He was nervous about it. And, and once again, God leads the way. This is it, These things aren't coincidences. They aren't accidents. The way the Gospels are written, first of all, they're eyewitness accounts. Second of all, with all the people that are mentioned throughout uh, throughout the Gospel, these are all eyewitnesses. So don't, don't be confused and don't be led astray by people who, who tell you to read these things uh, allegorically or poetically and not, and not literally. The, this time, at this time in Jerusalem, there is an expectation of the Messiah. There is a buzz constantly of the expectation of the Messiah. The reason there's a buzz of the expectation of the Messiah goes back to the prophecy of Daniel. And if you recall, or if you haven't, if you've never read, I encourage you to go back to, I believe it's Daniel chapter 2, where Daniel interprets the dream of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of the Babylonians, who sees this statue in front of him, and it's made of different materials. And Daniel's, when Daniel interprets, he prophesizes what that dream means. He, he tells Nebuchadnezzar that, you know, there are, there are five different materials, these five materials that make up this statue are five different armies of uh, five kingdoms uh, that are to come. This is you in the, the uh, Babylonians. After that, there will be the Persians. After that, there will be the Greeks. After that will be the Romans. And then after that comes the ultimate kingdom, right? The Messiah returns. And so if you do the math and you understand Daniel's prophecy, this point in time in Jesus's ministry, people are expecting the Messiah to come soon because 
the numbers kind of, they don't kind of, the numbers work out that way, but no one knows exactly when that uh, day comes. No one knows exactly who that, uh, who that Messiah will be, but there is an expectation. And so if you did an, enough secular history on, on the, this time in uh, the history of Israel, there are other uh, people who claim to be the Messiah. Uh, and, and, and people follow uh, those other false messiahs because they expect the Messiah to be coming soon. So when, when people uh, wonder, they try to test you and say, well, how come, you know, we don't have the same expectation or, or we don't talk, or we don't seek God like they did. Well, because their history tells them around this time, the Messiah is going to be showing up based on Daniel's prophecy. So those other kingdoms have come and Rome is currently in power and now they're expecting the return of the Messiah, the king uh, the, the, in the line of David, lineage of David that will come and free the Jewish people. Jesus is in the line of David. Jesus fulfills the prophecies of the Old Testament. When we talk about the suffering servant that that the Isaiah mentions who be hung on a tree that is exactly what Jesus does he fulfills the prophecy he fulfills another prophecy in this passage that I just read to you so I'm going to show you real quick the 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 book of uh, Zechariah chapter 9 uh, starting on on verse 9 that lets us know of what to expect when the king returns so again uh, grab your Bibles, turn it to um, the book of Zechariah, chapter 9. We're going to start on verse 9. And if you don't have a Bible, here it is for you. The king's entry into Jerusalem. This is the prophecy of when the king is going to return to Jerusalem. Ask yourself if it sounds familiar. Chapter 9 starts, Exult greatly, O Zion, shout for joy. O daughter Jerusalem, behold, your king is coming to you. Just a, a just savior is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on the fowl of a donkey. See, and so here is the um, and so there you have it. Does it sound familiar? It sounds familiar because it's just what we read in Mark chapter 9. So Mark chapter 9, in Mark chapter 9, Jesus fulfills this prophecy of Zechariah. The king of Israel, the Messiah, the one who is to return, returns on a colt, returns on a donkey, humbled and meek. That's exactly the prophecy that Jesus fulfills in this passage today. So don't be led astray when you hear people say that things are allegorical or how did they know um, if people are asking you these questions they probably are asking you disingenuously and and if they're not um, it, whether they're asking you disingenuously or not um, obviously they haven't read the rest of the Bible which which is the groundwork for Jesus to fulfill the Word of God the works of God through scripture and so that's what we wanted to bring you today and so if you like content like this if you like videos like this if you get value out of kind of understanding the context of scripture 
in order, verbatim, uh, with, w without any, uh, without any additives that, uh, it, some people like to, to throw on them, uh, without being cherry picked, um, but given to you straight and hopefully an education, some information, uh, some understanding of, of why Jesus does and acts the things that he says and does and acts, um, that way. Uh, you can have a fuller understanding of scripture rather than rather than just uh, blindly agreeing. Because if you randomly, if you just blindly agree with someone um, on some important issues like this, you can be easily led astray uh, by some bad actors. And so we don't want that. So again, if you like videos like this, we encourage you to like us, follow us, and uh, subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it wherever you're watching it um follow us on facebook instagram twitter parlor um subscribe to the youtube channel the rumble channel or, or any of the podcast platforms um that, that are out there we're on all of them so that ladies and gentlemen um until friday you guys stand fire for christ stay blessed good morning christian america